As the month of January winds down, I regret to inform you we are losing the sub-battle this month against Michigan, the other big uh, college football channel here at Chat Sports. We trail by, ah, we'll round up and say 150. Let's make sure we get caught up. I do not want to lose to Michigan in both the CFP semifinal and in the sub-battle. You want more free Alabama football videos? Hit that sub button right now. Let's get in then to the latest on the Crimson Tide with transfer portal and recruiting. Who could have seen it coming? Once again, the big, uh, big talking points here. First up is potential linebacker depth coming in. South Alabama linebacker Khalil Jacobs is being linked to Alabama per a couple different reports out there. Seems like he's set to visit the school in February. Jacobs' numbers last year, all things considered, pretty solid. For a guy that really wasn't supposed to be uh, a starter for South Alabama last season, he began the year listed as the, the backup middle linebacker for them. We'll spend some more time on the, the linebacker uh, comments here in a little bit. From a snap count perspective on defense, by the way, he wasn't actually that high. He, he was really the number three linebacker on this team. He played a little over 50% of the snaps. The max was 786 for South Alabama. He played 446. Uh, 56 tackles, 8 TFLs, 3 sacks, 3 forced fumbles. Fairly impactful results. Not that many missed tackles either uh, for a player who wasn't a full-time starter under Kane Womack last season. Now, of course, we've seen plenty of is he SEC, SEC caliber comments. And I get that because it's not South Alabama. But I also keep seeing Pac-12, Sunbelt guys aren't it. I think we have to calm that down a little bit. Not every player you add in the portal is supposed to be a superstar elite player. It's not how this is supposed to work. In fact, I would argue some of your best transfer portal players have been some of these smaller school guys. We do have to not panic and freak out on every single move. You're not going to get all five-star recruits with Saban or without Saban. You're not going to get all five-star portal players. Sometimes the guy you add is just to be your number three linebacker. And that's okay. Some small school transfers, if we can cheat and count, checking that one, although plenty of hype on, on Jameer Gibbs, by the way. Uh, but Jalen Key, Trey Amos, those guys worked out for you. Now, it sucks Amos is gone already, but he was a starter. Gibbs became a first-round pick. Amos was a, a, a nice rotation piece. Now probably going to start for Ole Miss. So you got you know some Sunbelt guys in there or comparable competition in Key and Amos. I think ACC Pac-12 is comparable. ACC's probably worse, especially these days, right? Some bigger school transfers you got, Tyler Buckner. I was hyped as hell about Tyler Harrell. I thought he was going to thrive. He was terrible. Uh, flamed out quickly as well, by the way. Eli Ricks is talented, but he just couldn't stay healthy. So you cannot judge based on just the star ranking in recruiting. You cannot pay, judge based just on you know, where players tend to sit in from that perspective. So, look, Henry Toto, he wasn't an elite football player either. He came in from Tennessee. It, it, it didn't go terribly for you, but not like he was the next great Bama linebacker. We've talked about the linebacker play need, needing to be better and being better, and especially in college football. It's true for the NFL as well. Guys develop at different speeds. Some guys come along quickly. Some guys don't. You can't just assume, ah, yes, he played at South Alabama. Therefore, he's bad. That's, that's not how this works. It's not. Sometimes they need a year or two. Sometimes they hit the ground running quickly at a small school. Sometimes they don't. I mean, how many Bama recruits never end up playing? 
Now, again, the competition's stiff, but there are five stars that, that flame out. Does that mean that recruit you got isn't SEC caliber in the end? Maybe, but you can't. It, it comes down to helmet scouting. Should never helmet scout. It's a bad way to judge players. And in the end, by the way, too, experience depth for a player that knows a defense is a good idea. I don't think he's going to start. I, I wouldn't assume he starts. You know, maybe he emerges, and that'd be a good thing because he beat out the SEC caliber opponent or teammate, whatever. He does know the system as well on defense, and that is something we should not overlook either. I think that's a key thing to consider in this process. So adding depth is a good thing, especially when you've lost plenty of players to the portal so far. So should Bama pursue Khalil Jacobs in the transfer portal? Uh, my guy Chris, producer Chris, broke it down some on our short too, but you can vote right now in the comments. Why for yes, N for no. I did want to check in here uh, for the Alabama linebacker depth chart as well. Now, uh, there is going to be some change in terminology for this team moving forward. Still going to be called the, the Mike. The weak side linebacker in Kane Womack's defense, which is the exact same defense his dad ran uh, for Ole Miss and the other schools, Dave. Uh, it's, it's still a weak side linebacker. You'll see it called Stinger. I, I just like Mike and Will because I think that's more ubiquitous for, for football fans to know. I'd assume Deontay Lawson's your, your clear-cut Mike. In theory, then you could then plug in um, his backup option there. Well, some of your, your younger guys, Jeremiah Alexander, Sterling Dixon, Caden Jones kind of develop and emerge. And then probably Jihad Campbell and Justin Jefferson as your, as your weak side linebacker. Maybe Jefferson can might get some reps at outside linebacker too, which, again, there's different terminology there. You're not, they're, 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 the, the 425 front isn't drastically different than some of the other stuff that Bama ran. They still got kind of your normal base defensive end. They, they call it bandit. Uh, your normal defensive tackle, your normal uh, uh, kind of three technique, and your nose guard there. Then your jack edge is, they call it wolf. I, I could see uh, Alexander, Ian Jefferson, maybe getting some run there uh, potentially as well. So we'll see what happens. But I think Lawson, Campbell, Jefferson kind of stand out as some top options uh, for your typical uh, off-ball linebackers. Let's move to recruiting then. Uh, Ryan Williams had his official visit, and it certainly sounds like things went pretty well. Offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb also made a positive impression on Williams during the official visit. Uh, here's what Daniel Taylor said uh, on Ryan Williams' official visit. But that's the uh, wide receiver coach where Williams went to high school, by the way. Quote, he enjoyed the visit. The guy who caught uh, Ryan's eye was Coach Grubb. He said that conversation went really, really well. He said that uh, Coach Grubb showed him uh, the blueprint of how he would use Ryan, like those two other guys he had at Washington, which I think he's going to mean Jalen Polk and Roma Dunzier, but I'm not sure on that one. Could always be uh, Jalen McMillan, too. From my perspective, I felt like even after he decommitted, I didn't think they would be out of the picture. They're an in-state powerhouse. Everybody in the world knows they're not going to let him go without a fight. The other schools that appear to be in the running since he canceled the LSU visit, which may have been because their OC left, Texas, Texas A&M, and Auburn. I, I, would, I, I still don't think it's Auburn because they don't have a quarterback yet. That's kind of a big issue, and they've got all those other receivers they've added. We shall see. We'll know later on in February. Where does Ryan Williams sign? Get your predictions in for me in the comment section right now. And you know, producer Chris will have a short for you if or wherever Williams ends up going. 
All right, coming up next, we'll break down Kalen DeBoer on the recruiting trail as, A, there's some 2024 and some 2025 uh, additions, retentions, et cetera, most of 2025 and beyond, that Bama now gets to work towards as they move forward. Now, Bama football jerseys do 30% off. They've got the customizable ones. The throw, the uh, Alabama alumni jerseys, I'll say, some, some of them, not all of them, are 30% off. So you can pick and choose your, your player there and get a, a customized one from a former Bama player. Link will be in the comment section and the description of today's video. That's chatsports.com slash Alabama jersey. Chatsports.com slash Alabama jersey. Back to the recruiting trail here. Uh, Kalen DeBoer and his staff have visited multiple 2025 and 2026 targets this week as they look to ensure that the future classes are going to be locked in and loaded amid this transition period. Now, Amari Jefferson, one of those players, by the way, the 2024 four-star, seems like things trending in the correct uh, perspective there. But then several others as well, including two quarterbacks. It seems noteworthy, given the changes you're making right now to your quarterback room. Deuce Knight, elite name, the 2025 four-star, also, five-star Julian Lewis, who is currently committed to USC. That seems interesting. Uh, four-star offensive lineman Micah DeBose, or DeBose, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, four-star receiver Derek Smith. Five-star quarterback Neem Offord, who is the number one corner and number one player in the state of Alabama for the 2025 class. And number one player for 2026, Anthony Z Jones. Also, Zeke Helton. Uh, there's no rankings for the interior lineman yet, but he's going to be viewed as, as a top one uh, when it's all said and done. So there are some big recruits uh, that DeBoer is paying close attention to early on here. If you want those top recruits, you have to be patient. You have to allow this coaching staff time to build those relationships. I was not surprised, and I fully got why those top recruits in next year's class all decommitted. That makes sense, because let's be honest, they committed to Saban in Alabama. The head coach changed. They need to make adjustments there. And this goes not just for players, too, but for high school coaches. You know, the, the regionality for recruiting does still matter, and that's all brand new for Kalen DeBoer. He's coming from about as far west as you can go to almost as far east as you can go. And remember, there's no longer the, the Saban boost or discount. It goes for, I think, NIL as well, by the way. Uh, you're you're going to have to really win those battles based on your sales that aren't as simple as, Look at me. All I do is win and put players in the NFL. That's a much tougher job now for Kalen DeBoer than it ever was for Nick Saban. So what is your confidence level in Kalen DeBoer's recruiting? Scale it for me from 1 to 10 in the comments section.